0: BDC, the Bank for Canadian Entrepreneurs, is a proud partner of the Startup Women podcast.
1: BDC is here for women entrepreneurs in their efforts to move forward and achieve their business goals.
0: To meet their specific needs, BDC provides financing, strategic advice, and has a wide selection of free resources. Find out more at bdc.ca forward
1: slash women. BDC is here for what's ahead. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Startup Women podcast. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. You're listening to the Startup Women Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Startup Women Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and all of the support that you need to make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada. Canada's entrepreneurship organization and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, CEO at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Julia Slanina on our show today. Julia is the CEO of Treehouse Medical. Canada's first and only care management software specifically designed for the maternal health community. They are the only two way platform that gives providers like midwives, doulas, and lactation consultants, a digital toolkit to manage their clinic operations while connecting with their patients and clients. Prior to medical school, Julia is a graduate of the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs and has experience in bilateral relations from global affairs, working directly in diplomacy in Northern Europe treehouse medical stemmed from halting her md studies due to a family emergency that is where she saw a real need for attention in maternal health and decided to focus her medical knowledge on developing technology to improve patient and industry outcomes i think we can all get behind that welcome to the show (laughs) julia
0: Oh, thank you very much, Kayla. I'm thrilled to be here.
1: Likewise. So let's, let's dive right in. Um, what is really the most important thing that you want our audience to take away from our chat today, Julia?
0: I think it's uh, important to know that supporting women throughout pregnancy um, really allows uh, us to build uh, very much a stronger future for babies and children and that future allows those individuals to become resilient leaders for our community and that uh, gives opportunity I think uh, for, for industry, for economies to thrive and it's all interconnected and that is that is one of one of our leading missions at, at Treehouse.
1: Mm, amazing. So take us on your entrepreneurial journey. Why did you launch Treehouse Medical and bring us really to the very beginning of your medical studies?
0: Yeah, absolutely. i happy to do that. So, uh, you know, Treehouse Medical really stemmed from, from me when I became a mother and I had started medical school with a one-year-old and I had realized how critical, um, how many providers that were really part of my journey when Mm. I was pregnant and in those early days and in that early year, really. And I realized that a lot of those providers were not medical doctors. Although, you know, you have that team of doctors and clinicians that support you. There are so many other providers that support you as a mom, support you as a family, but also support your little one. Mm. And so I thought to myself, a lot of times, I realized that a lot of these providers were really falling through the cracks with regards to the way that they were providing care to their clients. Mm. And so I thought to myself, well, how can we support them better? And the way that we do that is by having adequate tools and technology to support that care. Um, that care that can work in that kind of multidisciplinary uh, approach and in that multidisciplinary uh, team. And so I thought, well, how about, you know, I focus on creating a, a toolkit, providing technology, providing innovation that supports those providers that support so many uh, millions of parents and, and expectant mothers and women throughout Canada. And so that's how we really started Treehouse Medical was very much to focus on, on providing a digital toolkit for those providers to help uh, help them succeed because when they succeed, their clients succeed as well.
1: Mm, that I mean, that sounds great to me. And from, from a perspective of all of these different um, care providers and the different industries that support um, a mother that is expecting and then her, her baby, um, what are really the unique challenges that you were trying to solve? You're saying that you know many of these um, practitioners are sort of falling through the cracks. When you're looking at midwives, doulas, lactation consultants, um, what challenge are they really faced with in both delivering their own services but also connecting with each other.
0: Yeah, so inter-provider communication is something that is quite fragmented across mm. Canada, right? So uh, not every single pocket And our, our nation is so large that a lot of these providers sometimes might have better resources in certain geographical areas, um, but the reality is is that there are rural communities, remote communities, um, where these providers cannot communicate very well with each other. So inter-provider communication is, is really one major challenge, but also staying connected with the clients that they serve. So when a midwife is following uh, an expectant mother or in the in the first six weeks after birth or if a doula is is uh covering uh following a, a client that is that is a um an issue that a lot of them are having is staying connected with their clients uh keeping that two-way communication uh, moving forward so not only is inter-provider communication an issue but also staying connected with their clients but then also you know streamlining technology There is technology that a lot of these providers use. The reality is, is that it is really all over the place and they end up using multiple different platforms or the platforms that they do in fact use are platforms that are either not designed for their particular care journey that they support their clients with. And so This is where we come in and we try to focus and bring it into a streamlined approach as opposed to using so many different solutions or solutions that are um, really not uh, meant for their, for their function and for their purpose. Mm,
1: interesting. And when you look at sort of the overall status of maternal health care in Canada's health care system, um, particularly within a public health landscape, how have things evolved since you started the business? Have there been great wins for the Canadian space um, or are we very much behind in ter- terms of maternal care?
0: You know, I wish I had a bit better and more uh, positive news to share, but the reality is that we don't. The North American, uh, it, the industry outlook really in terms of North America is quite abysmal when you look Look at maternal care and the support that we offer uh, expectant mothers, new mothers, and the babies, as well as the, the children in those early years. Uh, Canada is unfortunately ranked 30th out of 36 OECD member countries in the, uh, in the world when it comes to infant mortality. Uh, that wow. is very high. Um, You know, maternal age is increasing, uh, as we know. Uh, Women are getting pregnant a lot later in life, and so their complexity increases as well. And so care uh, is really, really necessary. you know, further to that, we, we know that in the United States, uh, it's considered one of the most dangerous places in the developed world to, to give birth, where we lose approximately 700 women annually in childbirth. Um, and so North America is doing an incredibly poor job at supporting uh, mothers, specifically supporting the children that they birth, uh, but also the families. When we look at other nations, we look at, you know, in Europe, we look in France, for example, is France specifically, uh, supports women by giving every single new mom, a pelvic physiotherapist. Wow. I, I can count on one hand how many moms really know what a pelvic physiotherapist does in Canada and how they support you before birth and after birth. So that's, that's giving you an idea of how we, um, don't seem to prioritize, um, Mums who give birth to children, and those children are basically the the future of our nation, and the future of our c- community, and our economy. And so, um, we're trying to change that, and we're trying to really raise awareness and advocate for the fact that um, supporting um, supporting these individuals, supporting the providers, um, really um, it really kind of trickles down into every single facet of our um, community and our nation and our economy. Mm.
1: And from my perspective, it, I find it so fascinating that, that we at Startup Canada and across my desk, we're seeing a lot of innovation in femtech and, you know, these really innovative solutions that are solving problems for expecting mothers, for new moms, um, and really trying to create create a more um, more accessible and more robust system because there are such tremendous gaps. What additional gaps are you seeing beyond what Treehouse Medical is supporting in the health tech space and in particular, femtech? Where else do we need to be right now?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm really thrilled to be able to see that there are many innovations and many companies that are coming out to really support women at different parts of their life, not just mm. at childbearing age. Right. So uh, at ages as they age into into menopause, but even before they get pregnant in the fertility um, uh, areas. And so that's really great to see all of those um, those technologies that are developing. But I think one of the biggest gaps I would say is, is the awareness um, is the ability to uh, feel comfortable to talk about kind of uncomfortable things about a woman's body. Um, and so um, it is natural. This is how all of us have come into this world. And so um, being able to, to showcase um, the, the awareness about it and what it really serves, the purpose that it really serves is really critical. And so that's what I've seen as kind of a, a, a gap specifically, but further to that is just is just really being able to talk more openly about it
1: it's been really incredible to see so many women entrepreneurs in particular using platforms, using digital spaces to advocate not just for, um, you know, the innovations that they're creating, but about these huge, huge issues that also have a lot of systemic challenges. You know, we know women of color struggle more in this space. And I think there have been some really interesting conversations coming to to light, but we we clearly have a a long way to go in embedding this naturally Mm -hmm. into talking about health in general.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: So, looking at uh, motherhood from a different lens, we're talking all things motherhood on the podcast today. For you personally, how were you able to manage motherhood um, and a startup during a pandemic? (laughs) That's a triple whammy! Holy moly!
0: Yeah, and and uh, and sometimes in a full uh, stay-at-home order lockdown, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, um, um, you know, it it is challenging. It is overwhelming at times. It's very draining. Um, You sometimes feel like you're really drowning. And that's just speaking candidly and and honestly uh, about how some moments I feel and somehow sometimes how I feel on some days. Um, The way that I really manage, um, you know, mothering and being a parent and also leading a company is um, I'm very regimented. I'm very disciplined at what I do. And I think having that discipline allows me to really focus on what I, I need to do for the growth of my company but also um you know how i can be there for mine for my son and so I'm, um, I, I, really much, very much focus on a routine and sticking to that routine. And I think uh, a lot of parents out there probably understand that.
1: Absolutely. So looking back on all of these different moments that you've experienced from the very beginning, uh, what has been the most challenging part of your journey as an entrepreneur so far? Is there a moment or an illustration or something that sticks out as kind of the most challenging moment?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's really um, when you fall down on your knees and you need to get back up again. I think um, you know there there's a lot of rejection in entrepreneurship. Uh, there's a lot of rejection when you're starting a company, and you need to be able to um, take that rejection and move forward. You need to put your ego aside. And you need to focus on really what it is that you're delivering, what is the value behind the product or solution that you have, um, and whether or not you can handle, um, you know, those very dark days that exist. So I think um, that's a very challenging part of, of running a business and starting a business, because when you come from, you know, I came from from a very different kind of life right where um you don't often have that uh when you're studying medicine um on this constant kind of rejection where you're really trying to to educate people about what you're building uh, or the product that you're offering and so um when i look back and i see that i I think to myself i'm very proud at how you know even to this day i I face rejection on on a daily basis and so um that's a challenge but that's a challenge that um Myself, and like many others, um you need to learn how to uh, handle and um, and move forward if it's if it's truly what you want to to pursue and and you believe in.
1: Mm. And at the beginning, when you were building Treehouse Medical, did it look the same? Has there been sort of moments of iteration where you've taken some of those feedback pieces or um, those no's and turned them into, you know, a shifted direction for the actual organization? We often hear about these sort of shifts in perspective or, um, you know, building businesses slightly differently. Did that ever happen for you? Or has the vision remained clear?
0: <laughs> well, the vision has remained clear in the sense that uh, at the core was always to to support mothers and to support uh, the children that the, uh, that the mothers obviously care for, um, but have we pivoted? Have we iterated? <laughs> I think a thousand times <laughs> to this time to the state. You know, I think um, what it's definitely when I look back and I actually have my notebook from when I started to rehouse, it's wow. very different than what I'm, I'm talking about today. And when I say very different, I mean um, just the way that the technology is shaped, you learn so many different aspects about a business and so many different nuances that you really didn't think uh, would be relevant in those early days. And so um you know, the, the passion that we have and the, the vision around supporting maternal health and supporting women's health is, has always been kind of the core central vein, really. Um, but with respect to iterating on technology, iterating on business strategy, um, that has, has changed many, many times, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important lesson for, for women entrepreneurs and, and entrepreneurs in general, that you know, the what and that vision can remain exceptionally clear, and you can have that North Star, but the how of how you're going to bring to life the support of that vision and, um, and building the business in a flexible and iterative way, that's entrepreneurship, that, that you can have that vision, but um, need to really look at the business every single day and see, is this working? Do we need to shift directions? Are there new opportunities we need to take advantage of? and not being so wedded to that initial idea of how you're going to be bringing that business to life because uh, that's where entrepreneurs can really get stuck
0: absolutely kayla and really not falling in love with every single decision that you make mm, that's, oh, i that love that so critical because you need to be adaptive you need to to be fluid in your mindset and that is really critical um and oftentimes um sometimes people can't do that. And it's it's a struggle for them. It it, it, it takes a long time to be able to be that fluid. Um, You know, I have always had that fluid mindset ever since I was a young child. I was taught to be very fluid, uh, and to mold yourself uh, to certain situations, uh, even if they're uncomfortable. And so um, that is really critical um, to, to succeeding and to moving forward with your business.
1: Could not agree more. Uh, what other advice would you give aspiring women entrepreneurs, um, especially in tech, femtech, medtech, mm. um, any any pieces of advice that you wish you knew at the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey?
0: That why? Lead with that vision. Lead with your passion. Um, build your network. Uh, lean on people who are experienced who are mentors, who have had experience in this space. Um, these are people who can help you, they can guide you, they can test you, they can question you, they can play devil's advocate with you, uh, they can really uh, make you feel uncomfortable. So build that network of individuals who are your cheerleaders, but that are also there to help um, help kind of groom you through that process. Um, I think that's really important is to to have that network um, and then just get started. Just Go forward and just um, like you hear so many people saying, just take the plunge. Mm
1: Saying it. I love it. We hear that often on the Startup Women podcast. Just get it going. Get out of your own way. That is the the initial hurdle that we we often have to remind ourselves just to jump right in. (laughs) And so what's next for you in the business? You're just coming off this incredible big win with Total Mom Pitch, um, which we're so delighted to see. What's next for you, your team, and Treehouse Medical?
0: Yes. Well, we're very excited about launching this quarter. Um, We are going to be working with providers directly across Canada. Going to be able to use our solution. So we're very excited about that. That's our kind of our next kind of short-term goal and milestone, which we're just thrilled about as a team. Um, our kind of next um, aspect that we really want to keep focusing on is really advocating for maternal health, uh, talking about why providers like midwives are so critical to care and how this impacts uh, so many different areas um, in health systems, in education, in childhood development, and in the economy in general. So advocating and raising awareness, uh, about maternal care uh, across Canada, across North America is really critical, showcasing how this is different um, and how our care um, has been subpar for so many years and how that needs to change specifically. So uh, a lot of exciting moments um, to, on our team specifically with our, with our product, with our technology, but also uh, in that general space of educating the public.
1: Amazing. That sounds like a great journey ahead. Um, Any final thoughts, Julie, as we wrap up today's conversation? Any other tidbits, um, pieces of advice, or just general recommendations to our audience before we sign off?
0: Hmm. So, (laughs) you know, I think... um... It's just important, whether or not you're in this space um, as an entrepreneur or as an aspiring entrepreneur, to always ensure that you know you're leading with your purpose and you're leading with that vision, but you're also um, taking the time to to recharge. So um, mm-hmm. being a mother is challenging, being a parent is challenging. And, and as Kayla, you said earlier, you know, it is hard doing this all in a pandemic, uh, trying to run a business or trying to maybe start a business or and then managing all of that. I think what's also really, really important is to remind yourself that you need that time to recharge, because once you're ch- recharged, uh, you're able to have that laser focus to to move forward and achieve whatever goal it is that you have.
1: That is such an important message, especially now it always has been important for entrepreneurs in particular that often put the hustle in front of their health. Um, But especially during the pandemic where lines are blurred when your day is starting and ending, um, really making sure you're carving out that intentional time to support yourself is, is more important than ever. So that's a great takeaway to end things on today.
0: Well, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's been truly an honor to be part of this podcast episode and, uh, thank you Kayla and to the, to the whole team.
1: Fabulous. Thank you so much, Julia. We look forward to continuing to follow along your journey, uh, and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on the startup women podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, VDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook, Resources for Women Entrepreneurs, with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. And visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast, hosted by Rick Spence, and plug into the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to choose to challenge the status quo and unleash the economic potential of women.